Welcome back to another episode of Crosses and Graces. My name is Peter Holm, and I'm here to tell you today about just anger. So, before we get started, I'm going to remind everyone, uh, please subscribe to the Restoring the Faith channel. Please check out the Ecumen channel. Subscribe there. Like this video if it helps you or anybody else, and make sure to share this video if we can get it out there so that other people could use this content for their benefit. So, I appreciate all of that. And so now let's get started on another topic today. So some more learning. So anger. We usually hear a lot about who am I to judge and all of this other drivel where people don't understand that God can be angry and there is no Old Testament God and no New Testament God. It doesn't make sense. There's just God and he is who he always was. The only thing you see the Old Testament versus the New Testament is the Old Testament is all the preparation for Jesus to come to earth so he could actually explain all the stuff he was setting up in the Old Testament and then give the New Testament to explain now how mercy and justice and all of these other factors come together, right? It, one God, now and forever, same as he always was, but we didn't see him in the flesh until Jesus showed up here on earth. So as much as our God is merciful and loving and generous, he is also just. And that means justice is one of the things that he is really big on. All right. Justice is the virtue of giving someone their due. So this means that if I do bad, God will end up having to punish me. If I do good, God will reward me. But God cannot be unjust. So he is infinitely just, which means every single aspect of justice is there with him, and he does it in concert with his mercy. He does it in concert with his charity. All of his virtues he has together, uh, but none of them conflict, all of them perfect, which means that they're all going to impact us at some point, right? So as a result there, he can be a vengeful God. Why? Because if he's infinite then that means when his anger is up, he can get infinitely angry while still at the same token being infinitely loving and infinitely merciful altogether because he's God. Now, it's really hard to understand all that. I get it. But still, let's make sure that we remember God is who he always was and always will be. So let's look at some verses here as we talk them through. The Lord is a jealous God, a revenger. The Lord is a revenger and hath wrath. The Lord taketh vengeance on his adversaries, and he is angry with his enemies. That's Nahum 1-2. And we'll do one more. If I shall wet my sword as the lightning, and my hand take hold on judgment, I will render vengeance to my enemies and repay them that hate me. Now, I wouldn't like hearing those words. And that's Deuteronomy, by the way, 3241. I would not like hearing those words if some individual said that to me, let alone an infinitely powerful God who created me in all of this. I really don't want to find out what that means. I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. But that is our God. That's who he is. Um, when we look at an infinite God with an infinite gift of mercy that he gave on the cross, that in that infinite sacrifice, when he gave his infinite body, blood, soul, and divinity, his divinity to the Father, how mad do you think that God gets whenever you reject him? So you rejected an infinite gift, the best gift that anyone could have ever given you, and, so, and in the end you're like, nah, I'm good. How do you think God feels? 
Let's go with really, really, really angry. Okay. There's no way he cannot be angry about the fact that he gave infinite and someone said, nah, I don't want it. All right. So that means that he's angry enough to punish people infinitely in hellfire. Okay. So since he cannot sin, that means that anger that results in people going to hell is completely justified for rejecting an infinite God and an infinite gift. Okay. Now, if he's completely right and without sin in doing that, how do we get to that same point where we can be angry, but justly angry? Well, St. Augustine has a way to do that. Now, he is the one who says, and we've heard it a bunch, but I don't know how much it's emphasized necessarily on Sundays. It would be good if it gets a little more, but I'm going to reiterate right here, right now. Love the sinner, hate the sin. That's what we have to do, okay? It's all about how we can understand that sins are evil, but people are not necessarily evil. They can be good. Now, a sin is irrevocably against God. That's the point of it. It is damage to our souls. It may kill us when it's mortal, okay? And again, conditions for mortal sin. Sin has to be grave. We have to know that it is grave, and we have to willfully commit it. That's when it's a mortal sin. So I know there are many people out there committing grave sins that aren't necessarily mortal, but it's still not good, okay? Sins are always evil. Sins are always a departure from God and walking into darkness. That's bad. And as a result, we can justly hate sin. And whether that's committed by us or somebody else, we can always hate sin, no matter who commits it, okay? Sin is bad. By the same token, another thing we can hate fallen angels and demons, okay? I included the catechism verse here so you guys can take a look at it. But the whole point of that catechism verse, which it talks about the fall of the angels, this section from 391 to 395 on the uh, catechism of the Catholic Church, talks about the angels who fell and why it's so bad, okay? Angels are pure being, pure will, pure spirit, so no flesh like us. Um, as a result, then, when they make a decision... They can never turn from it, okay? So these angels who decided with their full knowledge of God and looking at him said, I don't want you, I reject you. That is a permanent rejection for those angels forever. They are permanently fallen. There is no way for them to come back. And they are angry, okay? They're never going to ask for forgiveness. They're never going to change course. And now in their anger, they're going to try to get you and try to get me into hell, all they exist for at this point in complete conflict with God. Therefore, God will never forgive them. We can never pray for them or anything or even feel bad for them because they did something completely terrible. You and I have never laid eyes on God. They did. You and I didn't know any part of the plan that was to come ahead. They did. They had that information. They had God's presence and they turned on it. We are now allowed, like God, to hate them for it. Period and done. Okay? We can hate sin. We can hate demons. That is what it is. Okay? Because every part of their being now is devoted towards damning us and spiting God. That's not good. Okay? So, remember then, if we put all this together, people are out there that give us bad information saying we have to be really soft and gentle all the time and don't, who am I to judge? And we have to love everybody. Just hug them all. No, 
you give love to people when you adhere to the commandments of God and you make sure in your charity to love and encourage those who are on the right path and trying to stay on the right path and working through all of their issues and going to confession and going to mass on Sundays and they're doing everything that God asked them to do. Yes, encourage those people and love them. And the people who are listening to you and considering doing that because they're not on the right path, you continue talking to them too out of charity and you help them and you build them up and you pray for them. Do not stop praying for them as the saints and you do your prayers and your offerings, your penances, give it back to them so they can get to heaven, all right? But then the people who actually are doing evil things unrepentantly with the intent to offend God and to hurt God's people, you do not have to like those actions at all, even though you have to love those individuals and pray for them that maybe they want they come around, okay? And or that God can relieve us from the pain being inflicted by those individuals. But in the end, God's permissive will has allowed that to happen, which means now we get to suffer through it and we have a choice. We either pray and we work for those people who are misguided um, or we don't. We either accept the fact that life is difficult and it's going to hurt a little bit as we have to go and work through this, or we don't. But in the end, anger is justified against these sins which are damning souls and taking people away from heaven. God created us all for heaven and every soul that he loses, he's going to be angry over it. Let's not contribute to the problem. Let's contribute to the solution, which means I can be angry at sin and I can be angry at demons. Therefore, I can instruct people, especially those who are not Catholic and especially those who would listen. I can try and help them. And anyone who will not repent and will not turn, I can still tell them, I don't agree with anything you're doing. And if I have to stand against you, I will stand against you because in the end, you're standing against God. That's our obligation, okay? And I can be angry about those actions which are done to offend our God and to potentially damn souls. So does that all make sense to all of you, I hope? If it doesn't, please throw comments down below. And are you ready then to commit to being angry at things that are evil, deeds and demons, okay? Now, if you're willing to do that, stand up. Against everything counter to God? Awesome. But again, this is a commit, all right? We've got to be all in against evil for good. Speak up when evil's being committed around you because that's the only way this all works, all right? So, stand with Jesus or don't. It's our choice. Hopefully, you're all in. Thank you again for all of your time. Again, if you like this, hit the like button right there. Subscribe to the Re Restoring the Faith channel. Subscribe to the Ecumen channel. I thank you all for spending your time with me today. And uh, in the meantime, have a good one all. May God bless us all. And St. Joseph, pray for us. Have a good one. Take care.